Hey. Hi. It is. Hi. <laughs> it's May 19th, 2018. This is Room in the Trees, a podcast about creativity and life and making and. I love how confident that, that was. You were really confident right there. Today's been a big day. Today, I got up at 5 15, 5.30 to watch the, the, uh, royal, the royal wedding begin. Happy, and, uh, happy wedding day, royals. <laughs> you didn't even know that was happening. We are so happy for you. <laughs> this is episode 50, Contour. A Room in the Trees is brought to you by Sabrina Ward-Harrison and me, Trent Reynolds. And Sabrina, it's been a while. What's going on? I'm getting ready for my, I think it's going to be my only in-person retreat, true living experience of 2018, which will be in Portland uh, July 20th through 22nd. And there's, it's a small, it's a small situation and there's a few spaces left. Um, so you can go to, if you want to sign up, I highly recommend it, both making books and I bring um, all my archive of all my pages of all my books is in Portland. So I'm going to actually bring original pages from Spilling Open and a couple of other, and my original stuff from Brave Open Rocks to the workshop too. So that's, uh, I just said my website, sabrinawardharrison.info, and under retreats. So it's, there's a lot in the works right now, and I'm really in, in the zone creating. It's exciting. And it's good to be back recording an episode. Today we cover a lot of ground, and I uh, hope you enjoy. Here it is. That to help solve the problem. Nothing got, is going to stop us. Nothing. Nothing is going to stop What song is that? What, uh, nothing is going to... Going to stop you. Nothing's <laughs> going to stop, stop us now. <laughs> and we will... Oh, I miss you, friend. It's been a long time. Life is happening. Life, life is happening. How? Well, I'm going to let you decide what to share and what not to share. What you've got. You've got a myriad of things uh, that have happened since our last recording that you could choose from to share. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you go. What's going on? Well, uh, yeah, there's some, some exciting things on a couple different couple different planes, but um, Corey and I got engaged, and I haven't gotten to even talk to you about it yet. Fantastic. So, yep. Can you share the story, or is it something you'd rather Absolutely, keep? and I know we'll have to have him on, too, and share, maybe share something together. Um, but we went up to this Door County, this small little town called Ephraim. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's just, uh, just a beautiful, quiet little town that we'd stayed at last year at the same time. We stayed at the same place, and... Um, and we had been talking about it a lot and kind of, you know, we're talking that it was, it was something that was going to be happening and we, um, and, uh, it was, I had taken a bath with this awesome place at this cool, it's like the kind of layout I would love to have for a house. Like there's kind of a big bathtub in the middle of the bedroom that's opens to the living room, to the kitchen. It was just this cool space. So I was in my pajamas and we went out to look at the stars and 
I saw this big, beautiful shooting star, and um, then he, we walked out to this dock, and it was beautiful and quiet, and then he kind of was standing behind me and had his arm around my waist, and he started talking, and it was like, oh, yes, I think this is happening, oh, my gosh, and, uh, and. Like, what, what kind of things was he saying that, that clued you in that? He said, uh, you know, started, he started to talk, he was reading, it was quite long, and (laughs) he was reading uh, something, it was just beautiful, and it was about um, when he first, you know, laid eyes on me or something, and, um, and I love, he had something about, like, to the extent of, you know, these really lovely things, and he's like, and I didn't even know how difficult you would be, or something, it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um... It was really, really beautiful, and then he got down on one knee, and he had this box that um, there was an LED light in it. So when he opened the box in the dark, it was shining on this beautiful, beautiful ring, and uh, it was really lovely. I wanted, I was wanting it to be kind of very private and um, personal, and I love that I was in my pajamas, and it was just so sincere. And then we got in bed and we watched Mister Rogers. So yes, <laughs> <was> awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's what i kind of wasn't prepared for is because i've i never really have visualized myself you know getting married or the idea of engagement or wearing a diamond ring or something and when we announced it it's such a rite of passage just celebratory i hadn't really you know thought about that like it's like such a congratulations like it's this whole thing uh that i I hadn't, uh, I mean, I knew people would be, it just was, it's cool. It's very, uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's very, it's just very new. It's something I've never, never knew how, and I, I like it at this age stage of my life. I definitely love that it's just happening mm-hmm. now. And, um, do you feel a shift or a change in the nature of your relationship with Corey or is that? Yeah, like I think there's like a a calm that came over me after, afterwards, like the next day, it was like, we're just, we're doing this together. We're doing this life together. Um, mm. That I love. I love. <clears throat> yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. How did you propose to Laura? Well... I'm debating whether or not I should tell you about the first time I proposed to her <laughs> that I told her not to tell anybody about. <laughs> oh. So it was, it's not that embarrassing. I, I can share, but, but essentially um, it had, she had been living at my parents' house for the summer uh, so we could be closer together. Uh, she was, um, she's from Delaware. Yeah. And had planned on going back to Delaware for the summer. And I was uh, just starting to teach at SMC at the time and was living in Pasadena. So she was living with my parents. She had been there the whole summer. In her mind, she thought I was going to be proposing a lot sooner than I did. But I never quite felt like it was the right time. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to feel like we were okay just being together before I... uh, Anyway... So it was at the end of summer and she was kind of at her end, you know, just feeling frustrated that things hadn't really gone 
how she intended. Um, and we drove up to a lookout in La Cunada that uh, my friends and I used oh, to go up I know those to. Look- yeah. You know yeah. the lookout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like at the end of a weekend night, even if my friends and I had been doing something else, you know, not all together, we would, you know, end up just driving up there for a few minutes and hang out just yeah. to talk. And uh, so it was a place that I like to go just to talk and it's got the nostalgia. Anyway, so I, we were up at the lookout, kind of cheesy. We were in the back back seat, just just making not out, doing not doing any, you know, it was just backseat so we could talk <laughs> yeah. and, and and be close together. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I just had this feeling in that moment that it was, you know, that I could speak those words uh, comfortably. And so I, there in the backseat of the Toyota Camry, with both of our legs sticking up through the center, you know, yeah. between the two front seats. I asked her, it was like, not kneeling, not nothing. Just, yeah, she was, I was just holding her and asked her if she'd marry me. Um, and then I told her, uh, told her not to tell anybody that I had, that I would propose in a more, you know, story worthy fashion. Yeah. Which I did the next night. The yeah. next night, she wasn't anticipating that I'd move so quickly because yeah. I don't move very quickly yeah. on anything. Yeah. Um, but we were going to go down to visit her friend who was staying in Laguna Niguel at a beach house, and I called ahead. I called him and you know asked him if he'd be willing to set up a blanket on the beach oh. uh, with a bunch of like with a candle and you know some uh, some treats. And when we got to the beach. He was coming up from the beach, and uh, he said, well, why don't you guys go down to the beach, and um, I'll be right back. I'm going to go, you know, whatever. And so we went down to the beach, and we had kind of arranged where he would set things up. And there was the blanket all laid out nice with a candle, and he really did an awesome job setting it up for us. So, And then I knelt and proposed to her there. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, it's got to be so nerve-wracking to do it. My gosh, yeah. I, it, it, it is a, a it is a little nerve-wracking. yeah. Did did Corey uh, call and ask your dad? Oh, that's a, yes, that was the best. He we had um, that night. We'd gotten up there, and then he he went out to pick up steaks for us. He was bringing back steaks and. He went to this, um, the restaurant while he was waiting for the food, he FaceTimed my dad and he and uh, my dad and Gretchen were there and he said, you know, I've got to have a man to man conversation. And, uh, so my dad went out on to the balcony and, uh, Corey asked for, you know, they were FaceTiming and my dad cried and Corey cried and, um, Oh, yeah. Awesome. So so it's funny because then we came, he came back and he was, uh, you know, we're serving at dinner and I was like, God, I might miss my dad. And he got to show him this, you know, where we are. And so I was doing a little video and I was videotaping and Corey's saying, yeah, John, you know, this is what we're doing. Here we are. And I haven't talked to you in so long. And little did I know they just been, on, you know, FaceTiming, you know. <laughs> FaceTime crying together. Yeah. <laughs> It's been forever, man. 
How yeah, so I love that he did that. I love that that happened right before, and it was just. And then it was my grand. It happened on my grandmother's ninety ninth birthday, and uh, wow. so we called. She was the first person we told in the, in the morning. We called her and told her, and wow, yeah. yeah so uh, it's it's tricky. It's not tricky, isn't it? I mean, there's elements of tricky because we're you know here we are in the middle of the country. It's like. Um, you know, just think about where we, we, where we'll get married. I don't, I have no idea, probably around here, but it's just like the tribe is, is all in all different places. So. Right. Um, but. Well, that is such a great story and, uh, I can imagine in my mind's eye all of it and it's just wonderful. Mm. You were one of the first people so when after I met him, right? Because we recorded that like right after. <laughs> That's we, right. We got it on the it's podcast. A, yeah. What, was it sixteen something? Seventeen room birdhouse. Bird but I remember I we the week before, two weeks before, we'd done chicken and sweet potatoes, and I was the chickenist or something, and I told you about the date, and then he came on. He came on quickly after that. That's right. right. Wasn't that just yeah? He did. Yeah, but he says to say hi. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, What's happening in your world? I am on spring break and have been for the past, uh, I I get two weeks spring break. Last week we spent the week in Prescott, Arizona Mm -hmm. with uh, Laura's brother uh, and his family live there. So we went to go visit them and the girls got to play with their cousins and it was great. It was a... Nice relaxing week, other than the fact that Laura and I were both really oh. sick. Like, yeah, it was just one of those. You can, I, I'm still kind of froggy oh. from it, but um, anyway, that's uh, and then this week we've been back in LA and I've gotten to spend more time uh, in the studio and just catching up mm-hmm. on, on lots of stuff that I haven't been able to get done. Before I get into uh, what I'd want mm-hmm. to bring up, you've got some kind of class thing going on that I'm... Yeah, I am going to parlay this in 20 years of teaching, um, leading these workshops into my first online course. And it's a whole thing. It's um, There's you know so much interest all around the world, and I, I kind of can't get all the way you know to all these places and so right um i'm really excited about the the new possibilities and formats and ways to interact and um engage with people and do it in a creative way and my own random style i think that's the the epiphany i came to yesterday and the day before was like i gotta just do this the way sabrina would do this this is gonna be like just it's gonna be its own thing and i was like i'm gonna because i was like do i have to write a script i'm like no that's not how uh uh-uh i'm just gonna talk i'm just gonna talk 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 talk. um i mean i'll have my outline and my points but i'm just gonna be really natural and just like i'm talking on the podcast um yeah so i signed up for kajabi um, have you heard of Kajabi? <laughs> no. But I think no? it's funny that all of these different I've I've come across so many different like websites and services that are trying to do these different things and it just is never ceases to amuse me how the names that these people come up with. So I'm gonna write that down. Kajabi, how do you spell that? 
K A J A B I. K A J A B I. But it's it does all of it. It does all the all of it, all of it. So it does all of it. It's a platform that hosts and does the whole thing all the way through. Check out um, the emails, the host the videos, creates a whole blueprint. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I'm working with this great girl named Annabelle who I was just, I was thinking, I need to do this. I'm like, where do I begin? How do I even begin to do this? And she reached out to me on Facebook and she had taken a workshop for me in Maine about 10 years ago. And she said, you know, I'm teaching how to, how to put a, your own course together. And I was like, boom, let's talk. Yeah. So going through it with her. Perfect. Yeah. So I'm deep into that right now and I'm really excited. So if anyone's listening and they're interested, if you go to my website, sabrinawardharrison.info, there'll be a pop-up window as soon as you get there and you can just put your email into that and um, I will announce when the class opens up for registration. Awesome. It will be another month or so. Well, as you as you learn and as you go along and have have this experience, I would love to just get continual updates because, as you know, it's something that I've uh, yeah attempted and done you know done a bunch of different trial things and and never really found the quite quite the right you know combination of things. But you know, it makes me think that there are there are like when you go and you say I want to do this online. And you type that into Google and there's all the sorts of tutorials and people with ideas on how you, what you absolutely have to do. And this is the way to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Just like making art, you know, there, you, you can type in a, a, a search for how to do this in art and there's going to be somebody to tell you this is absolutely how you have to do it. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, what I'm finding is that just like you're saying, it's like if you're going to do this, you got to do it a way that works for you. And if that, you know, yeah. there are so many different avenues, even online you know, uh, to pursue some kind of community and commu uh, communication. So uh, you just got to work through it and find the way that works for you. And it can really, really mess with your head if you start, you can just go down these rabbit holes of like, well, there's this way and people are doing it that way and this person's already got this figured out. Exactly. Da, 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 and, and their website looks more professional. Yep. And, and tomorrow you're going to find like something crazy. That, that like, oh, well, this has this little thing and maybe I should do that. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I mean, you've just got to, it, it comes down to what, what's going to actually get you to produce something, you know? Yep. And it's all about the content. Just like, yeah. 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 I am the, I am the king. Well, I'm, I'm king tinkerer, but I'm also yes, you like, I get distracted by all the options and all the things and this is yeah. what I should do. And this is, and it's the same thing like of thinking, well, as soon as I've got a studio, then I'll make artwork or as soon as I've got the right pencil, then I'll start drawing or, you know, yep. it's just, you know, noise that keeps you from making your stuff. I know you really have to set it like I have to set. I What I need to do is set the date. That's what I haven't done, mm. that it's going to be done. It's going to be launched because I just. As she was, Anna was saying to me, it's like you, you're going to tinker with it, you're going to revise, do different things, but you just have to put it out there for people. Yep, absolutely. And even this podcast was, 
you know, it took us quite a while to before we actually published the first podcast. Yeah. You know? And then we just did it and we're just doing it. Yep. Yep. And I miss doing it. I was saying to Corey, it's like it's very centering mm. for me. Yeah, me too. And these conversations. It's one of the actually it's I I believe it might be the only thing that Laura is like completely 100% behind as far as all my hair mm. brained ideas and attempts. She's like <laughs> Like the podcast is actually feels like something that works for you. Yeah, that's what Corey says too. He's like, "When are you recording again?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, um, he said he's happy to help with with um, audio editing too. So, well, that's that's good to hear. We could definitely yeah. use definitely use it. Yeah, this year. What do you use for audio editing? Um, I have been using Final Cut Pro, which is a, a video editing mm. software, but um, I just find it easier to navigate and also to publish. So I can have it automatically published both to YouTube, export it as an MP3, and Patreon if I wanted to. Like you know, so it kind of. Uh, but if, if he's working on PC though, yeah. I'm not sure. He works on PC as in PC and a Mac. Right, right, right. I'd have to think about that. There are there are many good okay. options out there for, for simple audio editors, and uh, Audacity is a free one that that's pretty commonly used. But, um, well, and people, anyone could comment if they're listening and have something. Yes. Because I think people, as much as we're just blabbing about this, I think people are, are have lots of questions about. Yeah. Podcast production too. Yeah, absolutely. So what was that uh, called again? Uh, Audacity. A U D I. No, A U D A. A U D A. Shoot, I'm not going to be able to. C I T Y. C I T Y. Yeah. Why can't I? Audacity. Um. And then GarageBand for Mac is is fantastic. Um, is it? Yeah, it it does a credible job and uh, is more user friendly than most. And if you're more pro at Mac, you could do Logic, which is a, a little bit more advanced. But but like I've gone back and forth between Logic, GarageBand, and and just using Final Cut. And Final Cut Pro for some reason is just easier for me to deal with. So that's what I do. What's your latest snacking thing? What's my latest go to? Hmm. That I don't know if I have a latest. What about you? It sounds like you uh, you got something going on right now. <laughs> a little snacking. Taking it back to the nineties, I have been into Mike and Ike's. Was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> I, know. I know. Mike and I sours. We get them at the dollar store. Is that that's different than just plain Mike and Ike's? Yeah, yeah. They're they're kind of coated in this sour powder. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? So... You know what just happened when you said that? My, the little thing at the bottom of my cheek, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of twinges with the sour. Yeah. Yep. Just t- thinking about it activated that little, <laughs> no, little I know. sour sensor. Sour sensor, yeah. Sour sensor. Yeah, so I I'm not a, haven't been a candy girl, but uh, Corey's brought home, and then he has these um, 
sweet and sour gummy snakes that are really good. And they're so he gets sweet candy and sour I, gummy snakes. <laughs> Where does he get his candy? Yeah. Well, I think he has. Well, th- we can get some of it. We'll get at the dollar store. We'll hit up the dollar store, or uh-huh. I think he gets it at like um, um, Walgreens. Walgreens. Uh, one thing that I think you need to try is the sweet tart. I think it's sweet tart ropes. They are like they're a licorice outer uh, outer skin, and then inside <laughs> is kind of like laffy taffy. Then it's this nice combination uh, of textures, oh. and then it's the sweet and sour thing going on too. Anyway, really good, uh, sweet tart ropes. I think sweet tart ropes. Okay. Uh, what's happening in the studio? What's happening over there? Um. Well, not not a whole lot of exciting things. Actually, uh, one thing that I, I'm going to be sharing about, hopefully coming up soon, because next week is not uh, not spring break, but it's it's another um, week for for where teachers don't have to teach at our school. It's nice. it's kind of like a prep week, um, and I'm going to be spending some time in the fab lab, uh, and I'm getting into using uh, the CNC router, which is a computer guided uh, router that you can cut wood with and metal and all sorts of things and i'm gonna try uh routing into a big uh four by five foot painting that i've been working on wow like digging into it cutting it uh like cutting lines into the surface and you can do kind of three-dimensional more sculptural types of types of stuff so um more more on that hopefully next week but um i do uh, i have something specific that i wanted to talk about Okay, great. Uh, can we uh, can we get into that? And, and yep, it is. Uh, it's kind of an unfinished thought. But when we were visiting my uh, my in laws in, or my brother in law and his family in Prescott, uh, I was talking to my brother in law. Fantastic man. I really mm. enjoy spending time with him, and uh, they both he and his wife are both really into holistic living. You know, and he's a mm. dentist, and his practice is is more focused on uh, preventative. Uh, dental care and uh, non-invasive remedies and, you know, just, just really cool stuff. Anyway, uh, they listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, like self, self-improvement type stuff. But um, what I had wanted to say is, oh, we were, uh, we were sitting with the kids at the, the, their community pool talking about boundaries and I forgot exactly what the nature of the conversation was or what uh, specifically we were talking about. I think it was we were talking about a podcast that we had both listened to. Um, but the, but a, uh, the model, the metaphor that he used caused a, what I felt was like a pretty, pretty significant shift in how I thought of boundaries. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, it's mm. it's a... Um, this is going to be a little bit of me talking. I hope, hopefully, that good, good. doesn't get too People monotonous. People love listening to that. Yep. Well, and and this this is stuff that I haven't really kind of resolved in my own head, so yeah. I'm kind of thinking through this as as good. I go along. Good. But we've talked about boundaries a lot before. Yeah. And um, f- I guess to explain what I've what the shift, I'd like to to kind of paint a picture of something you might experience in an average drawing class. You go into a drawing class, and um, you typically start start with contour drawings, right? 
contour drawings, you use, like say you're drawing an apple. You draw the line that around the apple, right? The shape, the contour, the mm-hmm. outline, mm-hmm. right? It's not a silhouette as much as it's, it's a kind of description of the outer edges of an object that you're trying to describe, right? So you know where the apple begins and where the background ends or vice versa by that contour line, that dark line. But in reality, when you're looking at an apple, you don't see a dark line around it, right? Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. um, you, the background, say it's a uh, dark apple, like a dark red apple on a white background. Mm-hmm. You see the, where the apple begins and the background ends just by yeah. a shift of value, right? Where it goes from light right. background to dark. You don't need that dark line to tell you where the apple begins in the, in the background ends. It's just a shift in value. Does that right. make sense? Yep. So then you, as you progress in a, in a drawing class, you start to learn shading, modeling, uh, you know, using light and dark to describe form and shape rather than relying on that contour line to describe uh, form and shape. Um, and then it starts to feel more three-dimensional and more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what we actually are observing in real life. Right. Um, so... When it comes to, uh, to boundaries that we create with other people, I was having this conversation with my brother-in-law. He, he, it, was, it, it came from him, though. I, I, I want to be clear, be clear that this was not my idea, mm-hmm. um, but it was it kind of re- revolutionized my metaphor, my model for it, um, was that rather than thinking about creating a boundary, say, for your kids or for a friend that's, that's you know, you're feeling... Uh, you know, is taking too much or, you know, along the lines that we've talked about before with boundaries. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about defining yourself more clearly than it's, it's more about defining yourself more clearly than it is about putting up a, a wall. Right. That is, that is interesting. Yes. I love that. So do you see, do you see that. the analogy I'm making yep, between that great and, analogy. and these contour drawings, right? Totally like, get it. Um, and that's very cool. And it, I guess it, it speaks to a way of interacting with people that that's more from a position of power rather yeah. than a def- defensive or divisive, uh, you know, stance where you're not, you're not saying, okay, what can I do to create this boundary be- between me and this person? Instead, you're saying, how can I communicate to this person or to the world that this is where I end? you know, or this is where yeah. my, my limit is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by communicating that clearly, then other people understand that. And, you know, I guess we have to have a certain level of trust that other people will respect, you know, those limits and boundaries. But it's, I think having that in our mind though, and having that as the metaphor, rather than thinking of us trying to separate ourselves more from other people, is just a more, uh, I don't know, more empowering, more uh, uh, communicative and uniting way of thinking about it, you know. It's very interesting. It's a that's a beautiful analogy, and it's it's like you 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 are the boundary, right? You know exactly your, yourself be, being your full self is the boundaries of you. Yes, exactly. And sometimes, like we're feeling invaded. Mm-hmm. And 
what we really need to do is just strengthen our narrative about that part of ourselves rather than protect it. Yeah. I love the idea of strengthening that narrative about yourself. What can you think of an example for you? No. <laughs> trying to, I, it's easy to kind of float into these these you know vague descriptions and metaphors, but it's hard it's harder to find a specific example. Um, or where you I would think, like to where you would like to establish create that more for yourself. Well, I think with my family, I've uh, you know there are certain members of my family that. Uh, that are more vocal and more aggressive in, in how they relate to the family and family dynamics. Yeah. And my, I've always grown up with the internal dialogue that, you know, I just need to get out of the way. I'm the fourth of six boys. Nobody needs another opinion. Nobody needs another voice. Um, and I think that has resulted in me not feeling relevant, connected, valued, heard you know in that in that context Mm -hmm. um so that doesn't necessarily sound like boundaries but it is but maybe in the opposite direction like i need to push out the boundary yes so that there's space for me you know yes it's not something that's um where i'm feeling invaded as much as i don't feel like I've expanded enough. Yeah. So being in that case, maybe to use this metaphor, I uh, going and actually just trying to be more vocal in telling people who I am or where I'm at or what I'm doing or, uh, you know, sharing stories or, you know, again, it's about defining or creating mm-hmm. a narrative in that context, in that, in that culture of the family or, or the context of the family. Um, and staking some territory that is me, you know, or creating territory that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, where I started, where I started going and, uh, we're thinking about that as in relation to our conversation about, um, you and your relationship to the community of people that have, uh, found you through your books. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know exactly how that how that relates when when you feel like uh, you are giving more than you have to give or people mm-hmm. are asking for more than you have to give. Um, the the instinct is to withdraw and to try to limit or right. cut off right. you know the flow. And um, I think maybe the you know to go along with what I've just been saying the the better way to approach it would be to strengthen that yeah, uh, and define that more clearly so people understand exactly what they're asking of you and so that they can understand more clearly who you are and uh, you know where your contours are where your limit limitations are yeah and that being an, a beautiful thing because it, that, it, to me that kind of comes back to for me thinking about the course like I don't have to do it the way someone else does it. That the more I'm clearly doing it my way, in my the way I'm going to do it, the more decisive that is, and the more effective, and 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 then it will provide the people that are wanting that for me. Are the 
the truest version of myself and what I'm what I'm offering in it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it becomes less um it becomes less about what their expectations and what's in their mind and what the things that they've created about you and more about what you have you know you are communicating about yourself yeah. and what you have defined and know. that's the risk anyone has to take because when you're thinking about the audience uh then you're you're not giving the benefit of of surprise that they don't even know they may have an expectation they may be thinking a sabrina's course is going to be like this and i'm picturing it like that and i really want it to be like this but maybe what they're going to experience is the shape of it just they haven't they don't they um how do I'm, i don't don't get lost in what i'm saying here like it's almost uh, like we can think we know what we want until something comes along that's even further and more and truer than we could have imagined. Like, absolutely, yeah. Um, and the the scary thing about that, and the scary thing about creativity in general, mm -hmm. is that um, you don't know what that looks like because yeah. it's never existed right. before, right? Right. And if you spend too much time uh, dictating your actions and dictating your creativity based on what other people have done or what already exists, then you're preventing yourself from taking the risks and, and uh, kind of searching the avenues that feel more authentic to you and, uh, you know, ultimately will further uh, progress these ideas and, uh, you know, what it could be, a class online or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Or gouging into some wood, big wood painting that you're going to do gouging man just gonna gouge, <laughs> gouge it just gouge it <laughs> another great conversation with ourselves <laughs> <laughs> deep and wise and, and fascinating it really truly is every time we uh, we love that you guys are listening and always appreciate appreciate your feedback um, you can leave us a review on iTunes or send us an email at roominthetrees at gmail.com uh, if you want to find out more about my online course and be in the know about it it well you can go to sabrinawardharrison.info and you can add your name to that There's a, there should be a box that comes up you can add your name there there are new pieces and prints up in my Etsy shop, which is True Living Studio, all one kind of one long word in Etsy. So if you search for True Living Studio, you should find me, and there's some original pieces and some prints up in a limited time. And I want to give a shout out to Kayla for editing today's episode. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Kayla. And we'll see you next week.